Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Word of Truth Outreach Ministry podcast. We are delighted to be back uh, in the midst today. Uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up the Resisting Sin series. And we have um, gotten a word just for you on today. You know, uh, and, th- and this word is pretty much about self-sabotaging. You may think, well, what is self-sabotaging? Self-sabotaging is the putting down of yourself. It's the not believing that you can. It's the let me compare myself to somebody else and see if I'm as good as they are. And then once we compare ourselves to someone else, we begin to see all the negative that we have instead of the positive. You know, the word of the Lord said that we are all created for good works. And it's up to us to manifest that work. We can't wait for anybody else to do it for us. You know, we might try to tell others how to do what we think they should be doing, you know, like an idea that we have. We'll do it this way and do it that way. Maybe God is really wanting you to do it. That's just like with a book. He's giving you ideas to write books, and you just keep putting it off and putting it back, self-sabotaging yourself. Oh, I haven't done it yet. Hey, I must confess, I'm guilty. Not only that, but also when it comes to maybe going back to school. You keep putting it off. Well, I'm getting too old for this. I can't do that. And, you know, my brain ain't like it used to be. Okay. If you speak that, that's just what you'll have. A brain not like it used to be. And so many other things, you know, that we, we have a desire to do or the creativity or the mindset to do, but we just don't do it. We self-sabotage. Self-sabotaging is what is talking ourselves out of being the best that we can be or doing the best that we can do or presenting the best us. And so when I looked up the word sabotage, which really means the eliminate, which to me means the eliminating of the real you, my God, my God. Because when you self-sabotage, you're just putting yourself on the back burner. You're saying, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. Uh, I'm too dark. I'm too thin. I'm too fat. I'm I'm too this. I'm too that. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You are an original. You are unique. God made you special. And you're loaded with gifts and talents. And it's time for you to embrace your good self. It's time. It's past time. For some of you, it is past time. It's time for you to start start putting off those things that you need to stop putting off those things that you need to be doing. So when I looked up the word sabotage, it meant an undermining of a course or a disruption of it, the crippling of Oh, how about this, the damaging of the real you? That, that's kind of my that definition. Whenever I think of self-sabotage, I think of you, you're, you're damaging your, the real you. You're blocking yourself from being the best that you can be. And so then, you know, I was like, Holy Spirit, help me to define this so that the people can really get it and they really will understand. So self-sabotage from the Holy Spirit perspective, what the Holy Spirit gave me was the eliminating of yourself from being all God has predestined and or the drawing back from your true purpose by using any means necessary to prevent a manifestation of the real you that was created by God. Wow. The real you that was created by God. Who is that real you? Have you walked in it yet? 
Have you said yes to God yet when it comes to you being the best that you can be and walking in everything that God has called you to be? Listen, so I just want to say today, there are two things that sometimes can um, cause you to self-sabotage. These are the two things that the Lord gave me. The first one I'm going to start with is combating, combat. You know, combating is the 10th commandment. Thou shalt not combat. And combat means to, to desire wrongfully or inordinately without due regard of the right of others. To crave something that's not yours. To aspire to have something that's not yours. And to lust after something that's not yours. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he have said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So it's like the Lord is saying here, listen, if you have need of something, come to me. I have just what you need. Your conversation shouldn't be, well, you know, I want, I want what she got or I want what he got or they got a nice home. They got a nice car. They are knowing it this way, and they have that, and they got this business, and, and they got this ministry, so forth and so on. And you're wanting what they want. Why don't you ask God to anoint you the way he will have you to be and not like someone else? You are authentically transparent and made by God. So let's go on. Proverbs 13 and 40 says this, A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is rottenness of the bone. When you combat, let me, let's talk about combat real quick. That should not combat. See, what I do know is that combating means that um, whenever I looked it up and I was reading the 10, I was looking through the 10 commandments, I noticed it was the last commandment. Okay, it's the last commandment. So before it was, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not bear false witness. You know, it was saying all those things. But then I found out that if we don't convert, we won't end up being any of those things. We won't end up. Why would we kill? Why would we steal? Why would we bear false witness? It all goes back to combating desiring something else or lusting after something else. Thou shall not commit adultery. Lusting after something else. And that's not God's will for us. Let me go ahead and finish reading this. In Exodus 20 and 17, it says, the 10th commandment, which addresses what happened in our heart and mind, is what addresses in our heart and mind, makes clear that the Lord forbids those sins that no one sees. Our conventual thoughts and desires leading us to long wrongfully for what rightfully belonged to others. Ah, let me read that again. Our conventual thoughts, our thought life, I'll start with a thought and desires leading us to long wrongfully for what rightfully belongs to somebody else. This is a commandment that deals most specifically with the sins of the heart. Showing us that through that though we might refrain from all outward acts of sin. Uh-oh, here we go now. Murder, adulterous, theft, and idolatry. We have failed to keep his law when our hearts are filled with jealousy and discontent. Lord have mercy. 
So, that's all God right there. That should not kill. That should not commit adultery. That should not bear false witness. That should have no other God before me. Oh, my God. All those commandments, if we would just wouldn't covet, we would be on our way. In many ways, covetousness can be seen as the one sin that gives birth to all the others. Listen, Adam and Eve coveted God's knowledge and ate the forbidden fruit in order to make themselves wise and idolatrous grasp at the Lord's at the Lord. An adulterer must first want someone other than whom they are married to before he or she breaks the commandments. What is an example? David and Bathsheba. Okay? He he we all know he stared too long. All right? A thief is envious of his neighbor's estate or the, his neighbor's good before he steals his goods. That's just like where I live. You know, my neighbor, she has some awesome, her, her, her yard is beautiful. She has some nice things in her yard and, you know, can't keep our yard up. He, he's pretty, he's good at that. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't take any credit for it. He, he's an awesome, he does an awesome job with that. But our neighbor, she has some some nice things in her yard, and uh, I oftentimes sing though. I like I like the flamingos. I know Kent probably would be like no flamingos in our yard, but um, I like them. But I'm not that doesn't make me want to go over and steal steal her her um, the things that she have in her yard. That's just like with um, any other thing that I might see or, or I might desire, or you know uh, something that someone's wearing. So a purse that someone has, just because I don't have a coach purse like that doesn't mean I should steal theirs or be angry at her because she could afford it. No, that's not what the Lord is looking for. You know, the word of the Lord said, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knock and the door will be open unto you. If you have need of something, you need to ask the Lord for it. Don't go even after what somebody else got. People want to look good in the sight of others and convey the earned reputation of respect to people. So they they um, try to put down the character of others and lie, and uh, they seek their own uh, accomplishments, um, or they, they seek to, to be like someone else through what they do. And sometimes they'll mimic them. And um, on our prayer group recently, we were talking about being a copycat, and we know it's important that we don't, Fall into the prayer being that. I think being a copycat is also a form of combating what someone else has instead of being yourself, being, being the original you that God made you. So this list could go on and on about being covetous, and so can the sins. Philippians 4, 11 and 13 says, Not that I speak in respect or won't. This is David talking. I mean, not David, but Paul talking. He, said, he wrote to the church at Philippi. He says, for I have, I have learned in whatsoever state I am, there will to be content. I know both how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. This is Paul talking to the church there, letting them know that, we need to learn how to be content in whatever state we're in or whatever it is that God has given unto us. And also to know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthen us. 
In 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 8, it says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And we need to take that to heart. You know, we should be content with such things that God has blessed us with. But so many times we want more and more and more, more and more. And, you know, of course, the, the Bible talks about, you know, the, the lust of the eye. Meaning that uh, we can't ever be seem to be full. We always want more. You know, we want this and we want that. And sometimes we want others, you know, that, that we shouldn't have, as, as I just stated a few minutes ago. It's important that we make sure that we are lusting after the word of God. Lord, have mercy today. Lord, help us to crave you more than anything else. Because once we begin to crave the Lord and take on his characteristics, um, we will begin to see how valuable we are. We will stop self-sabotaging ourselves. Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Just know that when you begin to seek the Lord, he'll add to you what you need. He'll add it. Romans 8 and 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. Just know that God has a plan for your your life. Be encouraged. Stop putting yourself down. Stop thinking that nothing's going to work out in your favor. Stop holding back. Just go forward and do the will of God with all that is within you, with all your might. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being in this podcast and tuning in today. God bless you all.